0: This podcast is sponsored by CDO Group, the industry leader providing a full range of construction and project management services. CDO Group has managed thousands of projects in all 50 states. Their group of experts provide systems, processes, and procedures to make sure that your projects turn over on time and on budget every single time. With over 24 years of experience, CDO Group is the industry's leader in construction management and general contracting services. To find them, go to CDOGroup.com. Hi, and welcome to the Future of Development podcast. My name's Anthony Montatecchi, and I'm here to inspire people to find amazing careers in the construction development world. If you like our podcast, please make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really like our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Hi, welcome to the Future Development Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Bonetegui, and today I'm joined by the amazing Dominic Rubino. He's a podcaster. He's got an amazing book. He really helps contractors find leaks in their business where they're losing profitability. It's exciting to have him on the show. Let's welcome Dominic to the podcast. Dominic, welcome to the show. You know, I'm excited to have you on today. Uh, it is uh, a lot of fun. Our pre-show work together was was uh, really interesting. And uh, you certainly have got an amazing book of work and that you've done over the last couple of years in podcasting. Why don't we take a second just to kind of back up and t- tell the audience a little about you.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Uh, and I appreciate the fact that you went back and looked at it. I have not followed a straight line in anything in business business. You know, I, uh, just to keep it short, I started in corporate. I got, I did not like being a corporate guy. It just wasn't for me. And so I started a side gig, which, you know, now sounds all cool because people have side hustles. Well, that's what I did. I started selling used junk on eBay and I started on eBay when it was brand new. I like brand, brand new. And then I became something called a power seller on eBay, which was when you sold a lot of stuff. And, um, from there, I, I won't go through all the details, but I turned that eBay business into an online pharmacy an online mail order pharmacy and there's a couple of steps in between there i built that up quite large i got it to 120 million us and i sold it i had a call center of 120 people i had 40 pharmacists and pharmacy technicians working for me and i sold that company then i became partners with brian tracy and i built his franchise organization for business coaching all around the world but my love has always been working with construction professionals and this goes right back to why i didn't like corporate because construction guys will tell you if you're full of it and they'll tell you in the first 10 seconds.
0: It's awesome, right? The down, the, the bootstrap, the part of our business I love is it's raw, it's real. Uh, people tell you exactly how they feel. You know, and, and building, yeah. you know, building a, being a contractor, you know, for the last 25 years, you know, there's, I, I personally have gone through so many different iterations of myself as a man, right? Mm. And changing and all the different, uh, different components of that. And so of the business, right? And as I look at uh, uh, how I grow and what I need to grow, uh, one of the biggest things I look mm. at is me, right? Uh, uh, over the years, I've had great business coaches like yourself come in and do coaching for me. And the number one, the number one thing we work on is me right? Uh, right. How, do, how me as a business owner, uh, how, I, uh, how I change. And that's really been, it's been dramatic, right? To, to watch my evolution in order for the business to change. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot to that.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. You know, one of my favorite books on the subject is uh, The Art of War by Sun Tzu, mm. which people don't think is a business book. And I know it's a military book, and I'm not a military guy per se, but I love the philosophy in there. Because Sun Tzu and any general has everything on the line. And what he talks about in there is, is really true. Like, you know, to know thyself is to know the enemy. It's exactly what you said. I have to look at myself for the changes. The market doesn't dictate how I'm going to do in in this business. I dictate how I'm going to do in this business. My competition doesn't dictate how I'm going to do in this business. I dictate how I'm going to do in this business. And I I agree with you hundred percent. I have to work on me first.
0: And it's always looking for that, uh, you know, sitting there and looking at it, going, oh, and it's so uncomfortable, right? Because to be in, to be in that spot and and and, look and go well, because I. You know, I I looked at the business, and we wanted to become a woman-owned business, right? And uh, my wife, my wife's been a big part of the company forever. And we said, all right, Mm. we've got these three daughters that are are growing, and uh, they're amazing human beings. And and we have some sons, and we said, you know, we want to really make a stand for the world, and how Mm. uh, how we can make diversity a a thing here, and we could really do that. And um, you know, all of a sudden, we found ourselves going, all right, where. How are we going to do this? How do we make that change? I wanted to step out of being the president and she wanted to step into being the president. And ah. it was such a difficult, that, that was the most difficult transformation for us as, as we went through it.
1: You know, you just talking about working on ourselves and anybody listening to the show, Anthony, you started that thought with a very important question opener, which was how can I, Anytime a business owner starts a thought about their company with the sentence, how can I or what if, you're in what's called entrepreneur mode. And I didn't write this down. This comes from Michael Gerber's The E-Myth Revisited. He talks about the three different mindsets of a business owner in there. There's the entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician. So many of us are caught in technician mode in the day-to-day, and that's where we get stuck. It's not the highest value to the company. Now, swinging the hammer or picking up the shovel, that's good work. That's how we all got started, for sure. I started as a house. I didn't actually start as a house painter. I started as a guy who installed Christmas lights on houses. And then I became a house painter, and then I did home rental stuff. But that's the technician. I'm going to limit myself. But the question opener that you had there, Anthony, which is brilliant, and I hope people listening understand that, how can I, dot, dot, dot. And then the alternate to that is what if, dot, dot, dot. Those are the thinking, the big things, if I want to quote Dr. Seuss.
0: It is a big thing to uh, to notice you want to do something different, right? And, and forever, knowledge, I had knowledge, right? But putting it into practice took a while, you know? Uh, so we hire business coaches to come in, and uh, my goal is yeah. to, to bring them in and really to make us malleable, right? To look at ourselves and go, okay, if we're going to be malleable, right? If we say we're malleable and we can do anything we want with the right training, right, if we want to look at uh, mm-hmm. myself and the business and how we grow, and, you know, knowing that we, we can, right, I've been malleable with other things and, and certainly Look, we started the company from nothing, and we really developed it and learned the business and created the business. All that was the learning. That came, from, like you said, I started very humbly uh, as, as with a as a painting contractor, and then uh, worked my way through a, a bunch of educational stuff and got myself wonderful. Joined. You were a painter as well. Yeah, yeah, I was. I mean, I, here by the way, I had a painting company. I, I want to say I was a painter because I was the worst painter that ever worked for me, for sure. I could not, <laughs> David. I would not tell you that I was a painter. I might have been, for sure. I can't cut a straight line one I wasn't the best I didn't have the most patience and but what I did do was learn systems right so what was really great about it was right like, I knew I couldn't cut a line straight so what we learned to do was tape and paper everything so my my key to my success. We were down in Florida. We were young kids, and we were going through college, and, and uh, we would start off by painting roofs. Back down there, you have cement roofs and, and uh, a, a cement tile yeah. roofs, and you pressure clean them, and then the paint comes off. The Spanish tile, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Or, or not the not the not the adobe ones, but the fl- yeah. they're sma- flat cement ones, and you and you pressure clean ah. them, and and then we'd we'd get a you know we'd get a customer and say hey you know your paint's kind of falling off. Well, I'll tell you what, if you'll buy the paint for 500 bucks, we'll, we'll paint it for you. And man, two kids making 500 bucks back then we were, we thought we were in heaven. We thought we were in heaven. We thought, right. You know, uh, uh, maybe I'd make 300, they make 200. I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is heaven. And then easy money. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We're up there with, you know, with our shorts on or, you know, back then you had a little Walkman, you're up there with your Walkman and, you know, you're just rolling Uh, paint on. It was, it was glorious. And, and then you started building a little bit more, a little bit bigger. And then you you start to got to a few man crew and then a few, few people and, and all the things that come with growing happen. So, yeah, you know,
1: all the problems, all, all the opportunities.
0: But I think that's where you start to know, you know, I, I say the, the model I look at every single day is expand and organize. Now, in between those two steps is confusing as hell. Right. So, so oh. right, right. In between the expanding and organizing right. is drama, right. fear, uh, things getting messed up, people maybe even getting mad. It, it doesn't always get yeah. in between stages where you know you're pushing your growth and uh, you, I, I, you know, now it's time to organize. Now you have to go ahead and put systems yeah. in place and way to organize it so that you don't have to operate from that, uh, but it's a good sign.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny that you talked about the the gap between those two steps because one of my clients actually said the same thing to me. This is going to sound extremely boring, but one of the things that I do when I start working with a business is we build something called their manufacturing operations flowchart. Perfect. And then we also build their business operations flowchart. Now the business operations flowchart is bigger because it starts with marketing and sales or estimating and all the way through the manufacturing operations. Um, but that flowchart's interesting because it lays everything out in these little bubbles, right? Just a flowchart. One of my clients came to me and said exactly what you said, Anthony. He goes, Dom, I think the most important thing isn't what's in the bubble. It's the space between them that we're having troubles. That's right. It's the gap between step yeah. one and two, like keeping it simple, doing the right things, being consistent.
0: Well, I, I think that's one of, the lines, one of the things I love about you is that those are the places where you're leaking out, right? Right. I, I love that uh, uh, that's where the business leaks, right? Through the little tiny yeah, crack. Yeah, the in profit between, leaks. The yeah. profit leaks in between the little ones. The, you know, I, I look around our business, uh, you know, end of the year, right, right about now while we're recording this, yeah. and I look back over the year, and I could tell you as we look at how profitable, this year was a tough year because prices were up for materials. Every mistake oh. kind of compounded. You know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't the worst thing that happened, but we look back over and go, all right, we lost some profitability. And I, it's never one big thing. It's, it's never the elephant. It's always the mouse, right? It's the death by a thousand cuts, a thousand little, little, little things. You know, we forgot to uh, send a lull back on a job site and there's 1500 bucks. It's the, Oh, we forgot to contract this guy over here. Oh, we that cost us three grand. It's the little stuff in between, uh, you know, someone went really, really fast and, and missed something on a set of plans and it costs a change order or it's little tiny mistakes where um, at this level, at this speed that we're at, the size of a company we're at, you know, there's a thousand of those. There's a thousand, you know, there's, there's there are thousands of projects going on every day and, uh, are, yeah. you know, all around the country. And there's little tiny mistakes everywhere that uh, uh, cost you, you know, if, if each team makes a thousand dollar mistake a day. What is that? That's, that's a lot of
1: money. Yeah. And to your credit though, you're recognizing that that's happening and you're saying, let's go fix them because so many people just say, well, that's just business. Yeah. We're going to lose a couple bucks here and there. That's true, but at least I have to go and chase it and, and, and work at fixing it. And the reason I want to do that is so that my team knows I'm taking it seriously so that they start to do that as well, because they're going to find leaks that I may never know about and they're going to fix them if they know that, My mindset as the owner is that we find and fix profit leaks. We look for little problems to fix. That's our job. A business is just a collection of systems that somebody else rents from us. That's what a contractor is, right?
0: Absolutely. You know, in the future, I say this all the time, that in the future... AI will will put us out of business, right? Artificial intelligence will come wow. into the world mm. and put uh, the general contractor out of, out of work and the subcontractor out of work and the architect out of work. And you know, people get all dramatic, like, oh my God, what am I going to do? The truth is, look, we've always evolved as humans. And forever we've evolved. You know, you know, we answered phones, yeah. you know, Chicago 555. And then we answered phones, you know, like this. <laughs> I, uh, you know, uh, dial in f- my phone. And then now we have a phone in my pocket and people have had jobs all along. And those old jobs kind of went away. And, and they'll continue to evolve this business. Well, they is, changed. Yeah. yeah they it's just evolving. changed. It's evolving, right? I mean, the, the amount of evolution that's happening in our world today is astounding. It's, it's never been a better time to be on the planet, right? There's so much good opportunity out there for everybody. The amount
1: of opportunity now is incredible. Mm. It's, incre- it's, it really has never been a better time. Money is flowing easier than it ever has before. People need more services than ever before. People are stressed and time stressed. And when they're time stressed, they need us. They need contractors, They don't even own a ladder. How are they going to fix their roof? How are they going to fix their windows? They don't own a ladder. They don't want to go up a ladder. They've already driven two hours to work each way. You know, they barely get time with their kids. They need me to fix their driveway, fix their gutters, build their house, renovate build the road, whatever it is, they need us and they need us more than ever,
0: more than ever before. And they want to be able to count on us, right? They want a partner. I look at, them, <laughs> the, I, I look yeah. at the, the brands that we, we work with. I'm getting ready to go down. And uh, the rest of this week is all with uh, um, going around saying, thank you to all the great brands we worked with this area. Right. So good to go out and do uh, uh, dinners and get togethers and, celebrate nice. our relationships with them and just say, thank you. Right. they I look back and go, they, 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 they count on us. Right. And Hey, by the way, we're not always perfect. I, I was, a, uh, uh, I was at a, at a, at a meeting with a, a client the other day that sells burritos all around the country. We were at this big development conference and, and he invites me up on stage. He says, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, kind of a relationship of the year type of deal. She starts off the meeting by saying, you know, I, we've worked with a CDO group for, for 12 years and uh, things mm-hmm. haven't always gone well. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I'm like, wait, wait, you're going to bring me up on the stage and crucify me up here. And he goes, but that's the key to great business relationships. By the way, we've probably caused some of those mistakes and we've caused a lot of those problems because we're mm. both growing so fast and they've been there to serve us and they stand up every single time we push them too hard and, and something breaks or something happens and we communicate about the problems. And the relationship right. is one of open. And in fact, some of the best things that have ever happened in our relationship is through open and honest dialogue. Hey, Here's the good, yeah. here's the bad. By the way, here's the ugly, right? We just happened or that didn't happen. Here's hey, sometimes
1: one. there's going to be ugly. I don't know how to tell you, but we all hit a right. gas line. What are you going to hide it? All right. you, but you've got to be open. The last thing I would want when a homeowner or a senior executive at a, at a, as a builder or a GC to find out is something that they had to defend without having all the facts. So I'd better get on the phone and tell them we hit a gas line. Here's what happened. Here's what we're doing about it. And here's the steps we're taking. So it won't happen again. Because that guy is going to get a phone call from somebody else, from the city, from the mayor, from the next door property owner. I don't know. Somebody's going to call. I want them to be prepared, right? And it's tough to have that conversation. It's worse to not have that conversation.
0: It's never going to be hidden. All oh. things come out eventually. And, you know, it just behooves us to say, hey, look, this is what happened. And by the way, when I when I open it up and do that, I tr- they trust you more, right? When you're done communicating, hey, this is what the bad thing that happened was. Uh, they may be frustrated, just like just like I am whenever it happens. Like we we have a problem or something happens on a job site or mm-hmm. somebody makes a mistake or one of my estimates misses something, and they come in and say, hey, yeah, it's, it's a $10,000 mistake, but here's what I've got to, to get over it. What I do is I actually trust that person more than the guy who never tells me anything, right? Who, oh, it's funny. You know, yeah.
1: that's a great point. Yeah, because the, the person that comes up and tells you and has that honesty, I, I do have more trust with them. That's right.
0: You know them, you know that they're real, right? It's like we were talking about pre-show. You know, the Facebook life is kind of uncomfortable, right? When people really share from their cracked self, the, the part of the human that's not always perfect, and I get to know them a little bit better, right? Now, uh, you know, if I watch them change or, you know, if, if someone continues to do that or they're not willing to, to be brave and, and start to change and, and, you know, try to stop some of that behavior, maybe go, hey, right, I,
1: look, you can't keep doing that. Please don't make that ten thousand dollar mistake twice. But now that you've made it once, let's well, yeah. let's learn from it, and and you know, and all of us should learn from it because right. you're not the only one to make that mistake. I've made those mistakes,
0: absolutely. We're here, still but, here,
1: yeah, still going. I
0: make as many mistakes as anybody, right? Because you know, it's it's something. My and I oftentimes I say to myself, my job is to make decisions around here, and sometimes they're wrong. But sometimes I find out that we're wrong faster. Right, We go out and make a decision about something, we try new software, yeah. and uh, we, we would have waddled for a while. Oh, what about this? What about that? What about this? What about that? Great. Let's let's just pick this. At least we'll go, we'll get to wrong faster and then we can go the other direction because the, the indecision That's part right. of that business uh, call seems to uh, not only that really... Defocus uh, defocuses the team. It really makes it really impossible yeah. for everybody to work to work together. It make, makes for unworkable uh, relationships between us and, and the people that we're working with.
1: Yeah, I think it, I think it's WD forty, and I uh, maybe one of your listeners will correct me, but I think WD forty. They got it wrong thirty nine times until WD forty. It's the fortieth try at getting that thing right. If you know you're onto something, if you could fix it, just little changes, and that's the key. It's little changes over time. You know, uh, one of my mentors a long time ago did marathons, and I thought, wow, you know, he's kind of an older guy, and how did he get into doing marathons? He said, Dominic, all I had to do was start running, and then every day, I just ran 10% further than the last day. So think about that. If he ran around the block, let's, I don't know, let's say it's a, a mile. Let's say it's a half a mile. Then the next day, he only has to run a half a mile plus 10%. And so just 10% every day, but that's continuous ongoing improvement. And that's enough ego, by the way, to understand you don't need to have an ego.
0: It's in that that humility of, I just, it doesn't have to be everything, right? Courage, right? When we talk about courage and really take on courage, people want to make it this big, giant Goliath of an experience. I need to be you know, courageous or bold. And people want it to be like, I, you know, tomorrow I'm Elon Musk and I'm going to go to the moon and I'm going to move Teslas. And it might just be yeah. showing up for your team uh, for you know, a, a handoff meeting between estimating and operations. It might just make sure that uh, we put a checklist in place today. It, it might be just simple, small, little that 1% difference from yesterday to today makes all the difference right. in the world. Now, there's yeah. some other stuff that I love to work on as well. You know, One of the things I, I look at is being bold and taking on some, some ideas. Right, uh, uh, We just recently got done doing a group of projects that were originally six- and eight-week-long projects. And we dramatically mm. changed those down to, uh, we, got them, we got them down to three weeks and then we got them down to two weeks. Half, you dropped them by, by oh. 50%. And we, then we got them down another week and we got them down to 14 mm. days, right? Imagine, imagine going from, from six weeks down to two weeks Right, a third of what the original time was, and that took a little bit of bold thinking. Right, and a little bit of that was, you know, we sat down with people. Said, how can oh, we? How can we? Right, and we started looking at. We had videotaped all of our job sites the year before. Right, mm-hmm. we had we had uh, uh, on-site cameras, and we noticed that from six a.m. to two to two p.m., it was asses and elbows. Right, we have job sites going, people going. <laughs> it's people all over the place. It's yeah. ants everywhere. You know, great, and then all of a sudden, two two 3 o'clock, you know, it, it died down. Maybe crickets crickets and then certainly from four or five o'clock in the afternoon on uh you know the job site was was empty and we were wondering yeah okay how can we make these how can we get more people on that job site to get these done faster and a lot of our guys are real tacticians you know, they're really uh, you know, experts at you know really you know put, we'll put the guys work on the ceiling over on this side we'll put the guys work on the floor over here when we cross over we'll do it yeah. this way and that was great but then someone came in and said what if we just worked all the hours of the day what? Well, you know, back back, you know, when I was a kid, everybody had to show up on the job site because if you didn't show up on the job site together, you know, the electrician wanted to work on this wall over here. There was a stack of drywall in the way, right? And you, you know, they would be right. really ineffective. But today, I've got you know so many different ways of being uh, tactically, uh, you know, intelligent and looking at a job site, uh, how we stack things, where we put things, how we operate the job site, looking at it in, in a much smarter way than ever before. Uh, today, yeah. if you want to come in at three o'clock in the morning and you want to be out of here by 10, awesome, right? You, you and your group come in and there's some old timers that don't sleep like I don't and they're up early and they're like, I want to get in and get out. And they have the whole day to themselves. Right. And there were some kids that, uh, you know, that were, yeah. that were different. There were young guys that said, Hey, well, I want to play Fortnite all night. And they don't want to come to work until 10 o'clock. And You're like, Great, you guys show up at ten o'clock. You and your group <laughs> okay. show up at ten o'clock, and here's what we need you. To do. Great, and maybe uh, uh, every once in a while we need you guys to interact a little bit differently. You know, Everybody coming together, or how we're going to do that communication piece. But it really, we found that we, could, we we went from doing you know trade stacking on a site from six to two to shift stacking Great. that we did all day long. You know, we were able. So to bring,
1: there you go. You asked that same question: How can I, or what if? And if you change the industry, if you completely change the playing field then that's one of the construction, that's what I call construction millionaire secrets because you can't just keep doing the same thing, the same way all the time. Now, somebody who does house reno's and people's basements, you've got some other challenges. You've got people living in that home, but there's nothing stopping you from saying, Hey, I know you need to get this done because your mother-in-law is coming to visit wink, wink. And she's going to have some, you know, things to say, if you're not done in time, how would you guys feel about going to an Airbnb? Make it like a treat. And we'll just stack the trades in here and we'll get this thing done as fast as the inspectors will let us. You have to ask the question. You have to think of, first I have to ask myself the question, then I have to have the courage to ask my client. Not all of them are going to say yes, but the ones that do, they're going to help us learn project by project, job by job.
0: You know, I, I feel most of our business, our, our industry is cowboys. Right. They show up on a job site. And by the way, I've been a cowboy for a big chunk of my life. I show up there on a job site and I get my six shooters out. Yeah. I can run a job site. I can do it. I can, I can talk to people. I can make it happen. And as long as I'm there, I can make it happen. But then when I don't, when right. I'm not there, the next guy that's not a gunfighter, right, tries to do that same thing and pisses everybody off. Or isn't it the it. same gunfighter as you. Right. 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 There's, there's just, there's, you know, right. There's, there's a whole nother way yeah. of doing it. And they show up and they try to do that. Now they piss everybody off. And so gunfighting may or may not work. I mean, there, there's, there's something to to having some experience to do that, but more importantly, we found out that it became systems when we started taking our teams and you didn't have to be a gunfighter. If you thought, if you took a schedule, you know, that, that project where we did it in 14 days, when we sat down with our teams and we went through that schedule, Dom, I'm telling you right now, if we went to that, we went through that schedule until people's ears were bleeding. I mean, I mean, seriously. But then they got it, right? They, they were bleeding. I, I I had my director of construction go, do you really think we need to go through it again? I'm like, we're going to go through it again. We're going to go through it again because if we miss one of these at this speed... Every hour on that mm. job site makes a difference. And, and what happens is if we don't paint the picture for every sub, now imagine doing this over thousands of stores all around the country in different cities and places where we didn't even, it would, it'd be great if it was doing one project. You need a system just to have a system. Right. If we had a, a right? project here in a hometown where, you know, hometown USA where we're all at and we can same subs over yeah. and over again. But now we're taking this, this circus on the road. And now we got to talk all these different line tamers and all these different uh, circus crews that we're going we're to work with, all these different subs. <laughs>
1: circus every, <cruise>. right? <laughs> Did you use something like a Kanban system? Like did you take from uh, the lean manufacturing the Toyota way or, or how did you come up with the idea to totally revamp this and cut it in half?
0: Well, the, the first thing we looked at was, all right, what do we need to do? If, if the world was perfect, we, we started with the question is, if you had anything you wanted, right? If the world was in a vacuum and there was, forget yeah. anything that's ever happened before, if the world was in a vacuum, what would you do? Right. And we started with this, with, with no. Very history,
1: entrepreneurial. Right. Very entrepreneurial, Anthony. This is so good.
0: There was nothing, nothing in our past that we had to relate to. If we could, we could make this all up. Right. Well, well, well yeah, then we'd have some guy go, well, what about, but, and then we started looking at where the, where the risk were at. So we started with the schedule and we realized uh-huh. something. Uh, a, a lot of the process we had was getting started. So so getting a project right doesn't happen the day you're there. When you get to the job site, it's too uh, late, right? When I show up on a job site, maybe if I'm a six shooter, I can gun it to death and, and get there. But the truth <laughs> is, by the time I've got everybody's gotten there, it's too late. A great project right. really starts up with the pattern, right? Uh, I'm taking flying lessons, right? I'm learning to become a pilot right now. And uh, one of the oh, things wow. I, I've learned about becoming a pilot... Uh, is, is that great landings happen on happen on your pattern work, right? Getting at the right height, getting the plane set, so before you even come even close to the airport, you're coming in at a speed that works. Yesterday I was flying in, it was I mean, it was a real big crosswind, and man, it really got you nervous. I mean, it was a real big crosswind yesterday. I'm like, ah! right? So I'm coming in, yeah. and it was really all about uh, learning how to get to the right height before I got there, right? And the same thing with a project, learning to get to the right height with your project weeks before mm. you show up, right? Being able to talk to the subs, like, like I'll give you an example, that 14-day schedule required that right. demolition. You know, Now imagine, we're going to these restaurants, right? There's all around the country and we're, 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 we're gutting it from stud to stud, ceiling, roof choice to floor, floor, to cement floor, right? We're, we're going to- Oh, it's gonna, a
1: full redo. Full, it's a full branding got, redo, like got everything. The,
0: got the entire thing. There's, there's nothing you'll see that's inside of it today that was there before. Nothing was there, right? So we got the entire building and how are you going to do that? And that includes bathrooms, right? And, and by the way, we're going to keep the drive-through open. And we're going to operate six oh, inches. Well, they're still going to operate while and you're doing gonna, this. And we're going to operate while you're doing that. So so you can think about safety <laughs> and putting walls in and filters and, and, and negative air. The break. electrical
1: can't go down. The HVAC nothing. can't go down. Nothing. Plumbing so, has to keep working.
0: So we knew that in order to get this thing to work, right, in order for the schedule to work, we had to be done with demolition in day one. Right, but here, before you get to day one demolition, your demo guys couldn't show up and have power on, right? Because like you said, they, they walk in, they start shutting off power and the systems go down and all of a sudden you break the trip, yeah. you, you, the hamburger machines out and the POS machine goes out and in the middle of the day, they just lost operations. That won't work. Or, hey, <laughs> by, by, by the way, if we show up, and we start cutting things and, and, and dust starts flying over the food they're cooking, that's not gonna work. So That's uh, not gonna work all, at all, all the, yeah. All the prep stuff that has to happen. So so a, a, a electrician goes in uh, the day before and makes everything safe. Tag, tag out, lock out, do all the stuff we need to do so that we know that our guys that are in there ripping and gripping, they're not going to get shocked, right? Not, no one's going to get electrocuted. Right. They can just focus on doing what they do. They, what they do great is rip it and grip it, grip it and rip it, you know, just go rip that stuff out. Now, in order for them to be able to grip and rip it, and not mess with the food guys, they, we got to put safety in, right? We got to put, put a wall up and we got to put dust. You got to put
1: barriers, you got to hang, yeah.
0: That's right, we got to block off all of the sensors. We got to make sure that no dust migrates from through ductwork. So someone's got to go in and safety it off, right? And also make sure that as people walk back and forth between the two spaces, you got walk off mats. So Things they got to do to to think about how demolition can happen in one day. So that 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 thought process. Here, here's another one. Great one, right? What if we you know we it took four or five dumpsters per. Per site, right? You're talking about 40 yard dumpsters on a job site. We're gu- we're getting four or five. And the drive-through a- through still
1: has to be open, and they're probably in a small footprint, right? That's, so that's where right. are you going to store that dumpster?
0: That's right, right. And now you got to talk to dumpster companies and go, "Hey, hey guys, I need to be able to transition four dumpsters at a time a day here." Because look, if if our demo guys start ripping the stuff out and have to pile it, right, and then mm. move it twice, what is that, how, how yeah, does that? How no, much does that cost the so team? What does that cost the team, right? How how can those demo guys be efficient when they're Tearing it down, stacking it. And now, now
1: gonna... you, let me ask. And this is this is the question I might have if yeah. we were sitting around the boardroom trailer, or if we we're in the construction the boardroom trailer. There you go. The construction trailer, or in the boardroom. What about inspectors? How did you deal with mm. that unknown? You know, when we're putting a new system in front of an inspector, mm. in front of a new municipality or county, you know, they've all got their own different rules. How did you guys deal with that? That outside influence.
0: The number one thing with all cities they want to make sure you're doing things right, right? At the end of the
1: yeah. day, and they,
0: yeah. they want to make sure that no one is going to get hurt in your location. You're doing it mm-hmm. per code. You're meeting code compliances. And by the way, we never operate outside of those boundaries, right? So one is you have to really engage with the people that are going to do inspectional services. It's absolutely right. You can't make a 14-day schedule if you don't have, if all of your inspectional services aren't set up before you do it. We knew that if you didn't have underground inspection done by the d- end of day three, if we knew, we started on mm-hmm. Sunday night and we knew that by, by Wednesday night, if there weren't a, an underground inspection done, we couldn't pour back on Thursday, which means walls couldn't go up on Friday, right? We knew right. That, that that happened. There was no way. So you I had care. to
1: work with the city. You had Absolutely. to work with the city and say, we need that inspection done, that underground inspection done by this day, this time. And typically cities aren't really open to that kind of conversation. That's a real change. How did you guys... Go about the little smile on your face, Anthony. <laughs> well,
0: well, 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 because one, they don't trust us, right? City city saying, well, I, I, I'm not going to plan my schedule. Anymore. How could you do that? Yeah, yeah, you can't, we can't trust you. You guys lie to us. Our business is full of liars. Dom, the entire business is a bunch of liars. And it, it, it's, it's, they, they're going to say to you, Hey, when you're done with the work, then you call your inspection. I go, we're committed to being done with that work. We promise we'll be done. We'll be done. And by the way, Here's 250 projects we've gotten done on this exact schedule. We don't miss. And by the way, what, what would it be like for your inspector to know three or four weeks before we even start a project what, when your inspections are going to be? And you could count on that, right? Isn't it different? Mm. What, what if every construction project we went to, people spent more time up front doing the work instead of on the backside begging everybody, right? What happens is if I spend the time up front, if my project managers take a schedule... And work with subcontractors hmm. to make commitments because what happens? What, hey, let's go back to with the lie in the business, right? So you mm. and I, you and I bid the project, right? What what happens, Tom? I bid it for ten bucks. You bid it for how much? Nine,
1: just Nine. sort of hey, to Eric, win Eric, the bid.
0: Eric, how much are you going to bid it for? Eight. eight. Eric's got it for eight. All right, Eric's got it for. Eight. Eric wins the bid. Now, now Eric's got the bid and he's he's that's, running a, right, yep. and that's what happens with our business, right? And now, Tom, the, the bid said I had to have ten people. Yeah, I I had ten people. Tom, you had you have ten people.
1: No, I no, I got nine and a subcontractor. I know I can I can squeeze the guy and all get right, it done. All
0: right, right, Eric, you got you got to ten people. I work by myself. Oh my God, there we go.
1: Yeah, we, there are, you go. Is this, is about, starting right? like the elf, this is start to sound like the a creation method that we all have. Right, yeah.
0: that's the business. Right, our business is, is is forged on this. I'll do it for eight. Now I got to go find the team. Yeah, you know, we we call that throwing the keys over the fence. That little entrepreneur, Eric, he wants to be in the business, but he's trying and he wasn't honest about it. But now that what happens is. I start a schedule, and I plan on Eric to come in. And he's going to have four days to do it, but he only has himself. And He shows up a day late, and he shows up with, with, with eight, too many, eight not enough people, and now his schedule takes twice as long, and now all the other yeah, people are Mickey team, mousing it. Right? The entire yeah, team. And suffers. we can't afford to Mickey Mouse something like this. And that happens especially in the smaller contractor world. We 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 play this game like somehow or another we're ever going to make any money. And you can't make money doing that. It is the torture. Yeah. It is the number one thing I, I try to tell anybody that wants to jump jump in this business is that if you gotta get you've got to start in the beginning communicating with subcontractors yeah. and setting expectations. Look, on Monday morning I need ten demolition guys there. And by the way, when you get there, I promise the job site will be safe. I promise you that there'll be a dust wall up. I promise you there'll be mm-hmm. dumpsters on a consistent basis and a path of travel, and there'll be a project manager there to answer any questions that you need continuously. Now, that's my commitment I, to you. Now, how do you how do you how do I make sure I vet that the teams that show up with ten people? That's where the work happens before I ever show up.
1: I was, you know what I was going to ask Anthony is, and I don't know if this is the place for it, but tell me how much you invest into your project managers. Because a lot of this seems like you're, is being driven by really solid project management, by consistent project management. Because we're not talking about something happening just in Chicago. You're doing this all across.
0: Across the country
1: different states here across the country. Okay. So how do you go about, how did you rethink the project manager role to make sure that's where it started? Because that's where the discipline has to be.
0: You know, the, the, the project manager role is just like the entrepreneur. What is my job every day when I come in here? My job is to paint a picture that people can see, right? A, a vision that they can go to create the vision for us mm. to go. What's our North star, right? Where, where are we going on the project? <laughs> now, everything I learn. Right? I bring back to the team and go, hey, guys, I, I just got done with the business coaching. Hey, they're telling me I, I, I'm not painting a good enough picture for you, right? So let's go look yeah. at what our goals and expectations are, where we want to go as a company, and so that my leadership body can empower, embed, and see what I see, and we can see it together, right? When they can see it, repeat yeah. it back. We, we call it the echo here, right? So here we practice this game called the echo. I tell you something, okay. and then you tell it back to me exactly the way you heard it. Right. So that we know that you got what I got. And it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Look, just because I say it, right. We have, we have guys here that every time we go back and, and look at a breakdown, every single time, every single time, almost, almost hundred percent of time, you can almost say it's somebody said, I told them that great, great here. I told, I told them to do it that way. Great. Just because it comes out of your mouth, how it lands in their on their ears. You gotta remember. Yeah, they got life. They got kids. They got family. They got the world and the elections and stuff happening. Oh my God! And their and their dog pissed in their car today. And now and but but you said this and and the way you said it sounded great coming out of your mouth, but them coming them catching it, and them them hearing it the way you wanted it heard, may not happen. So I need them to re- reply it back, right? They don't get. I don't get anything right until I get that they get.
1: What That's a really powerful system because even right now, there's two of us here. You and I, we're having a meeting, but you and I are having different meetings. That's right. That's right. You're going to take something away different than I am. And I, I'm right now, That yeah, glad you reminded me of this because that echo, making sure that the other person understood is really, really important. I mean, you have to have the mechanism to do that. You have to have the mutual respect to be able to do that. You have to, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. And I hope the other business owners listening are understanding. It's a, it's a process. You probably didn't always have that system. no. You had to evolve into the system. What kind of change did it make in your business? When you started implementing that kind of communication, the echo,
0: Tom, our business continues to go up. You know, People think like like you get this uh, uh, you get this process and then you're done. Like, I, by the way, I I keep thinking one day we're gonna work so hard on processes and procedures, I'm gonna be able to coast into retirement, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna look. If, if by the way, if you came in and did all the coaching you wanted with me, and we did, we got yeah. systems and processes and everything going, and all the tunes are all the teams are finally tuned and really rolling. And then somewhere I could, I could go and operate from the beach and just call into the office. Hey, everything okay? Everything's good? Great, great. And the truth is, it doesn't happen, right? Because it's always this yeah. kind of tuning, right? For me, it's a lot like running a business. is a lot like my yard, right? Well, not my yard now because I, I live in a factory and my roof is my yard. But when I had a yard and uh, it was a lot yeah. like the yard, right? I mowed the grass. Right now, the, look at that. Look how pretty that grass is. Look, I got hatches in there. Yeah, Hatchmore. but now I got to blow it. Now the weeds
1: need trim Now the hedges right. need, there's always something. Always,
0: I, I go over here and I, I get the hedges done and I look over there, oh, no, the bushes got to go. Oh, I got to go edge. There's always something in a business. There's never a time. And if people are, are looking to get into business and find a place where they can coast, stop. Don't don't no no go go find an investment strategy go go look for a mutual fund you can invest in. Do not become an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship is not for the people that want to relax. It, it is not a it is it takes a constant evolution of, of my being right. There's there's even as I retire well, I got all these great people. I might yes. slow down a little bit. I don't have to do the the day to day stuff, but I'm always always looking for. Uh, just tune up a little bit more. Always looking for that opportunity That's right. in the business Even if team. you put
1: a GM or a president in place, or maybe one of your kids takes over in that position, you're still going to have to manage them. Now it's a different kind of management. It's a different kind of leadership. It's a different kind of forecasting and strategic planning, but yeah, it never goes away. And people often think, you know, cause they read the books and, and like you said on Facebook, oh, I did this and now I only work three days a week. Let me be the first to tell you that's BS. People only talk about the good stuff on Facebook. That's all they talk about is look at me, look at my perfect family in front of this perfect Christmas tree and blah blah. And I love those pictures. They're yeah, great. But it, it doesn't talk about the hardship, it doesn't talk about the fact that their kid is struggling with something in school, it doesn't talk about the fact that uh the, the couple is having some troubles that they're working through and everything's great. But all we see is this great picture, and we think, well, how come we weren't standing in front of that tree? And how come it wasn't perfect lighting? And how come they always get perfect pictures? It's BS. I I talked about this on one of my previous episodes. Why do we only talk about the positive instead of the failures? I've had some awesome, fantastic failures. (laughs) I remember giving a crew meeting and I lost a third of my staff by the end of the meeting. Like people, they had had a pre-meeting where they're like, if Rubino says this, we're leaving. And one guy left and the others left with them. And I'm like, what the hell? we got to paint this house. Disaster on disaster. You know, you were talking about Anthony starting as a painter. I started as a painter when you had to use payphones with quarters, Yeah, but the payphone with quarters that I went to, I shared with a drug dealer and he wouldn't get off the damn phone. So I couldn't make my follow-up calls. Like these are disasters, disasters, but it's constant. Right. And, and I like your point. It is constantly, it's always tweaking. We're always refining it. We're always trying to be better, but we need that vision. I love the fact that you said a North star, we need a vision to go towards. One of my clients gave me, probably the craziest vision I'd ever heard up to the time. I said, "If what does this business look like for you to say you've accomplished everything you want? And they said, we're going to build the first 3d printed kitchen in our city. And I would never even considered that when you said AI earlier today, earlier in this meeting, like that's along those lines, who do you have to be as a company, as a leader to even get to the point where you build a 3d printed kitchen? And then to say to build the first one, you've gotta be somebody to do that. You've gotta be different than you are today. And they recognize that great
0: path. Dom, you know, being around you always makes me excited. This, these conversations we have are wonderful. You know, I, I, I want our audience, I, 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 we're going to run out of time with you. I know you're busy. I, we're gonna, you and I got going to run out of time, but I want our audience to really get to, uh, get, to your, uh, get to your podcast. Your podcast has got some of the coolest guests on there and stuff you talk about really is interesting, carries depth and weight and really does change uh, the entrepreneur. So, uh, you know, if you want to get to your podcast, uh, let's give them the coordinates.
1: Sure. So uh, the podcast is called Profit Tool Belt, just like it sounds. And if you can see the screen here, Profit Tool Belt. And what we talk about on there is the business of the construction business. So you don't come to my show to listen how to be more plumb, more square and more level. That's not what we talk about. (laughs) What we talk about is exactly what you and I've been talking about today is the changes we need to make in order to get to that point where I'm a business owner who happens to run a construction business. Now, that show is for all contractors. If you think of a general contractor, anything underneath that in terms of subs, whether it's residential or commercial. I have another show, and this one, I don't know if you know about this one, Anthony. This one's very specific, and this audience is rabidly passionate about this show, and it's called Cabinet Maker Profit System. And the only people I talk to on that is cabinet makers, architectural mill workers, and furniture makers a completely overlooked trade that is so critical to getting that job done because we need those cabinets on site. We need them installed. That's when the customer starts to see it all come together. Right. And it's anyways, it's another great show. So I've got two shows that I host. I do six episodes a month because there's, Four on Profit Tool Belt, and there's two on Cabinet Maker Profit System. And so, the short answer to your question is: If you can't find me online, you're not looking.
0: Oh no, you're all over. I, 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 when you you just put, you type in your name, <laughs> it, it pops up. And Dominic, it, it's uh, it's amazing. Uh, the Profit Tool Belt is, uh, is is a great podcast. I really encourage my audience to go over there. Uh, by the way, we'll put a link to it down below and make sure that uh, everybody has that. Dominic, uh, where else can they get a hold of you? Email or LinkedIn, or what are the other uh, formats for catching up with you?
1: Sure. And uh, obviously it's going to be in your show notes, Anthony, and you're going to be on my show soon. So if people just search for your name, it'll come up against my name and that's a, an easy way, but people can email me. Um, they can go through the website, which is profit tool belt.com. But let's just keep it simple on that one. And then I've written a book. It's called construction millionaire secrets. So construction millionaire secrets, you can get that on Amazon. There's a free PDF. If you go construction millionaire forward slash PDF, there's a, a free PDF that somebody could listen to if they are could Well, read, I'm sorry, read if they wanted to.
0: Awesome. Dominic, I, it is a, it is a enormous pleasure. I look forward to being on your show uh, later on here and uh, our guests coming over there and uh, sharing guests together. And as always, I am blessed and honored to have you, sir, on, on the show and uh, with your wealth of experience. It's, It's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Anthony. I've enjoyed our talk.
0: Thanks for joining us. My name is Anthony Monoteghi, always looking for people to bring insight into the industry, finding ways to inspire people to have amazing careers in the development world. If you liked our podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really liked our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Thanks again for listening. Please share with your friends.